Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Dave's Good Vibration Station with Dave Cohen, right here on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to Dave's Good Vibration Station here on LATalkRadio.com, world's most listened to internet talk radio station, the show where we talk about anything and everything to raise your vibration and keep you feeling good. I'm your host, Davey. This is Dave's Good Vibration Station. And we're here for the sole purpose of expanding your consciousness, making you think outside of the matrix. (laughs) It is my pleasure to have and share with you these Sunday afternoons, uh, if you are in Pacific Standard Time, and of course, if you're somewhere else around the world, it could be any time. But hey, time is all relative, and everything in the universe is happening now, at this moment. So it doesn't matter where you're listening to Dave's Good Vibration Station, you could be at one of the bases on the moon, tuning into Dave's Good Vibration Station, if you had internet. Um, or you could be in Southern California, you could be anywhere around the world, you could be in Egypt, and we would all be collectively sharing this moment together, raising our vibration for the expansion of our consciousness and the well-being of our planet. Welcome to Dave's Good Vibration Station. Um, I have a very special guest for you guys You know, it's my pleasure to always bring on people that inspire the collective consciousness. People that have um, dedicated themselves to understanding certain aspects, certain laws about our universe and our placement in this universe. That the uh, traditional, I want to say, modern day science doesn't really dive too deeply into because they're too focused on the dense material aspect of, um, you know, really what what's going on, um, I guess you could say, um, on, a, on a physical, tangible level. But there's so much more um, that's, that's present, especially in science and physics and um, in universal laws. That's why it's my pleasure to welcome the one and only Bruce Rawls to the Vibration Station. How are you doing, Bruce? It's a pleasure to have you. 
I'm doing great, David. Thanks again for having me on your show. It's uh, always a pleasure. Listeners always respond with such uh, such high frequency, such high vibration responses we get every time we have you on the show. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with Bruce, make sure to check out geometrycode.com. Once again, that's geometrycode.com. There's amazing information, just um, so, some of the greatest information um, that you're going to find on sacred geometry, uh, on just the the laws really kind of the laws of physics the laws of 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 quantum physics uh, to an understandable level you can really kind of dive in and start understanding um some of these aspects just check out the website and also make sure to pick up a copy of of course uh the geometry code um that's as you know here on the vibration station once a month we have had the pleasure of bringing bruce on the show to speak about um you know certain chapters of the geometry code also highly suggested that if you guys can uh make sure to pick up a copy flip through it and um, read the book if if um you can it's 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 totally changed my perspective on my understanding of my place in my universe. Um, it's shown me uh, quotes and you know, quotes from masters in the past that have defined certain laws. Um, be not, I mean, beyond it's way beyond the quotes. I mean, science, physics, uh, magnetics, uh, vibrations, <laughs> everything, everything that we talk about here on the Vibration Station really is embodied. Um, in this book. So if you do get a chance, make sure to pick up a copy. Uh, Geometrycode.com. You can also check it out on Amazon. Um, there's a, yeah, you can, a lot of places you can get it offline. So today is actually a really, a really powerful show. And what's really interesting, Bruce, is I feel like every time that we, we get to share a Sunday together, every topic that we talk about as we go through uh, the Geometry Code is relating to something that happened the previous week. <laughs> like I could say, you know, last week we, we um, or not last, last chapter, we, we spoke about uh, vibration. And it was truly just so in sync with everything that I was experiencing that, that week, um, what we talked about. And then the week before that, just everything that we talk about is in such a perfect synchronicity. So um, today is actually a, a really powerful topic. Um, polarity, fourth of the seven hermetic laws. I'm just going to open um, open this up with a quote, and then I'm going to obviously pass it off to Bruce to really drop some knowledge. So um, I love this. People think consciousness is really significant because we want what we made to be important. So we glorify it and measure it and attach specialness to it when really it's just a symbol of separation from our source. It's separation because in order to have consciousness, you have to have more than one thing. You have to have a subject and an object. You have to have something else to be conscious of. Think about that. Um, that's where two-ness came from to replace oneness. That's what makes the resulting symbolic illusory opposites polarities and dualities. Gary Bernard from um, Your Immortal Reality. Thank you, Bruce, for plugging that in there. Um, 
I just thought that was a perfect topic. I mean, that's a perfect quote to open up this topic with. That's what you um, chose to open up the chapter with. And I, I think that that is just a perfect interlude to the show in general. Um, can you just explain to us and the listeners a little bit about, um, you know, f- fourth of the seven hermetic laws being polarity? Bruce? Bruce, are you with us, my friend? Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, brother. There we go. Did I, I think I might have, might have bumped the mute button. Oh, no problem. No problem. Okay. Hey, happens to me on a daily basis. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's not a thing at all. Not a thing okay. at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, let me start over anyway. I no, just, no. I no. Say, say thanks for, uh, for the, the lavish introduction and promotion and uh, uh, always appreciated. I'm always a little bit taken aback because it's like, <laughs> wow, that sounds like a great book. Maybe I should read it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I tried. I tried to cover a few things in there that you, you mentioned, and and probably very, very uh, high, you know high level overviews kind of things. And uh, I, I just wanted to, since you're always so you know um, go out of your way to to say nice things about my work. I, I want to. I I got out of the shower a few minutes ago and put on my glow wear. Uh, t-shirt that uh, oh, thank you, is, is the uh, the Sri Yantra Mandala. Oh. Beautiful design and, and uh, great craftsmanship. And so, if anybody needs a sacred geometry T-shirt, check out David's website, which I don't have on the tip of my tongue, but you probably know. Oh, what you're it is. so it could... oh, you're the best, Bruce. You're so awesome, man. <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're great shirts. I mean, thank you. I, I thank wear you. this all the time, and I love it. It's great. Ah, that means the world to me. That means the world to me. Well, that's that's why you know I decided to you know try to put good vibes out there in the first place through you know. What you wear is an expression of your vibration, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much, Bruce. Oh, sure. That means anyway, the world. That means the world, It's, man. it's a very cool shirt, and, and all of them are, are just quite quite nice. So, ah, anyway, thank you. meanwhile, thank you. Hey, <laughs> well, hey, topic speaking, at hand. Yeah, th- thank about you for polarity. starting off with that quote, because that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it really kind of sets the tone for this middle of the, of the seven hermetic laws, and it's, it's appropriately yes. in the middle because it's basically an opportunity to, to not only balance, but essentially go beyond uh, opposites. And I think yes. that's where the law of polarity on the level of form, you know, everything that we do, whether it's electrical, magnetic, uh, gender, um, light, dark, um, you know, positive, negative, there's, there's yes. countless polarities, you yes. know, the seasons, the, I mean, you can think of so many polarities so that appear in our world, uh, not even, not even uh, having to include an election year. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but no but you know, if you kidding. think of all the things that, that create chaos, conflict, and, and um, strife over differences, yes. um, it, our world is made up by default of countless um, axes, if you will, that we can plot our differences on and measure measure our disagreements and and uh, and uh, you know calculate our grievances and, and so on and so forth yes. and yet um, there 's a part of us that knows that somewhere perhaps deep inside our mind is is a a place of peace where there 's a, a way to transcend that, and I think yes. that transcendence yes. comes from being willing to look beyond our normal sense of an identity of self, which is why I started the book off with a chapter on identity, yes. and then get into the mind and use the mind as a fulcrum to shift our emphasis from bodily identification. Not that we don't do things to take care of our bodies and, you know, I just went for a walk and took a shower, you know, there's a couple examples. But, right, but, but, right. but at the same time, um, we can also look at 
our investment in that identity and see where we, you know, have vastly overemphasized that and at the expense of um, the, the calm, the peacefulness that uh, our spirit represents that, is, that transcends polarities. And I think that that serenity comes from a recognition that we're not going to ever truly find um, the peace that we want from the world. I think yes. I think there's there's a lot of mystical traditions that would suggest that that uh, ultimately the, we're going to find that loving kindness and serenity and and you know presence of mind from looking at all the polarities of the world and seeing that we can go beyond them. And I think that the, yes. the everyday practice that enables that uh, for us is the idea of shared interests. And, and trusting in, in a, an, an awareness that's greater than our individual selves. And th- those two things together uh, make up a practice, I think, can get us very, very far toward um, transcending polarities that we seem to be at the mercy of. And yet, when we go you know, kind of above the battleground of polarity, so to speak, like, like uh, the Cheshire Cat looking down on, on the, the Mad Hatter's uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland ch- uh, chessboard, where there's always some kind of battle going on, Yes, and some kind of insanity, yes. you know, the mad, yes. the, the mad, the, the queen and the Mad Hatter, and, and you know all the other you know crazy characters that seem to populate our world, um, metaphorically. Um, but the Cheshire Cat just kind of is up there with a grin, looking down on it. And it's like, okay, I know this is a part of a drama, a dream, a a, a play, and a reenactment of yes. um, an inner state of consciousness that. Um, is intrinsically polarized. I think that where that, where that quote leads off in this, this chapter is that we have to be conscious of something. Right. And as long as we, I, we think we're aware of, of something as something, then we're you know, back in the battleground. We're back on the field yes. picking one side or the other. And as soon as we catch ourselves doing that, you know, whether it's demonizing demonizers or, or <laughs> exactly. being hell on wheels ourselves or whatever right. – um, the moment we catch ourselves, we can we can ask ourselves: well, Is this, you know, could I choose peace instead of this this perspective? Could I could I see things differently? Could I ask to see things differently from maybe an inner kindness teacher, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that we could uh, look at the polarization that is second nature in this world? I mean, it's just, we, we're so used to we eat, sleep, and breathe victimhood, yes. uh, grievances. Um, causes and you know which isn't to say that if you if you find yourself engaged in something that you care about that you you know you don't do what you can to make you know the world a better place but when we're invested in the outcome that's that's that that threshold that we we seems to cross over and over again without realizing it. we've picked up the proverbial sword and we're back on the battleground yes i <laughs> a, love a really it good example that someone someone pointed out several years ago is is you know the idea, you know, because I, I used to be a, a far more, I guess, the, <laughs> to use a self-described adjective, more, more rabid environmentalist, you know, and and uh, you know, and then I realized, wow, I was alienating the very people I was hoping to inspire wow. to care for the planet, you know, by yeah. by being too over the top about things, and. Uh, you could probably guess, you know, that they might be members of my household, <laughs> which is t- typically the case. But but any time that you know we we make an issue out of things instead of inspiring, um, you know, 
uh, resonance, if you will, in, in a more peaceful way, we can pretty much bet we've picked up the, the proverbial metaphorical sword and, and you know, gotten on the battlefield again. And uh, I, think, I think that's where the law of polarity can be really helpful is to look at when we're taking up sides, when we're, we're siding with one perspective or another to the detriment of our peace. And mm. instead of looking at, you know, all angles uh, as much as we can, obviously, you know, we're, you know, we're so focused on a little tiny speck of the cosmos that it's pretty difficult to not, to not do that. But right, right. if we can remember to just kind of step back whenever we feel the least little bit of upset or imbalance or, or out, of, out of kilter and just ask ourselves, what am I... Uh, trying to achieve here. What's the purpose? Yes. And, and is it, if it's trying to make differences important or to make, you know, we, there's a quote from, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but my favorite no. metaphysical document, uh, A Course in Miracles, it says, would you rather be right or happy? Yes. Oh, it's so <laughs> true. Oh, my goodness. And I think right. there's a lot of wisdom in that because Tremendous. That, that, little, that little maxim, it, really, if we apply that to all the times we, even on a subtle level, would rather be right, you know, mm. and that takes form in countless ways where we, where we, you want to be on one side or the other. And, um, just pure ego, pure ego driven. Well, yeah, you know? and, and not to beat ourselves up though. And, and I think that's another way that we engage in, in polarization too is, is yes. by, you know, a, a masochistic, uh, thinking yes. that says, oh, gee, I was not kind in this instance. Mm. And then we beat ourselves up for that. It's just kind of like, you know, we're, <laughs> so and then we true. turn the sword on ourselves, you know, and, and that's just equally destructive. It's like yeah. the catch 22, you know, it's yeah. like, it's the power of paradox, you know, yeah. as, so, as, so we have to kind of back up and, and, uh, you know, be willing to look at ourselves and everyone else kindly. And, and if we, that's, that's like the most challenging thing there is, but it's also the most rewarding is if we can have a, a totally inclusive perspective um, and recognize that the instant we exclude someone, um, we're putting ourselves in a polarized state again. Right. As soon as we say a we, they, you know, and we, you know, draw, draw a line in the sand and make a we, they uh, distinction. Exactly. Exactly. Now, obviously, on a, a practical level, we have to do that, um, you know, because you know, if you just say, "Well, I want to drive on e- either side of the road," you know, it, it might might be hazardous to your health. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, so, we're not talking yes. about pragmatic concerns and, or considerations. We're talking about internal mental states yes. when we find ourselves at the mercy of, you know, seemingly at, of of some. Uh, disagreement or argument or or political or social or economic or ecological or you know gender issue or racial issue or you know pick, pick any anything that seems to divide people yes. and ask ourselves how how can I see a peaceful outcome right to in my mind for this situation and there's always a way maybe it may be you know buried a bit <laughs> but there's always a peaceful opportunity. To look at every single situation as a classroom rather than a prison, and uh, wow, yeah, I like that, Bruce. You're 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 um, you're filled with such wisdom, and uh, I just and, and I'm not saying that to, to to toot your horn in any way. I really just think that everything you know you you have such a, a wonderful way of describing um, really complex concepts and making them simplified. So. Um, 
you know, th- thank you. I mean, what what you said. There's always a moment. There's 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 multiple moments within our shows where you'll say something and and it'll resonate with me. I'll feel something like a like a vibration in my heart that will like come to surface. It'll just something will resonate really deep, and um, that 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 totally resonated. You know, I think I think that um, that might be. And obviously, this is a this is a very broad statement, but you know, mastering the the polarity, mastering um, focusing consciousness in a way that benefits all people, mastering not having to um, look at things as like sacrifice or having to, you know, lose something to gain something. It's, it's this, you know, you need having this new expanded, almost like, um, you know, it's, it's like a transcended dimension of consciousness when you can, when you can magnetize your, your polarity and, and like what I mean by magnetize your polarity is get, get them into balance, get a really good relationship going on with you and your ego polarity. Um, in my mind, you know, just like you were talking about, you know, earlier, essentially just the yin and the yang, you know, you have, you have, you know, the opposite of everything. You have the, the, the light and the dark and everything in between. Um, but everything in between is just a a, a fractal of either the light or the dark, which in the end is all just a fractal of the light. The dark is just the light forgetting itself. (laughs) So I I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is if we could, if we could balance that understanding within, within our consciousness, especially on a global level, if people could raise their vibration to such a frequency, um, you know, there, there would not be Wars. There would not be poverty. Poverty. There would not be famine. There would be this abundance consciousness. This prosperity. And I'm not just talking about wealth, prosperity. You know, monetary. I'm talking about a prosperity of food, a prosperity, an abundance of food. You know, prosperity of life, abundance of life. We're pros. We are prosperous beings. And and the thing that detaches us or puts a barrier in our consciousness from allowing the things that we feel like we deserve is the fact that we look at these people with these things and then we judge these people because they have these things and we don't and we think you know, to make ourselves feel better, our egos get in the way, and then we polarize, and we say, well, this person is separate from me, and they were able to do this, and that's why they have this, and I don't approve of what they've done to get that, so there's no way that I could get that. So it's like there's this there's this whole chain, and I, I know I'm kind of, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent a little bit, but it, it loops back around to, you know, getting in touch with that polarity consciousness understanding and this is this something else um you on um one of the first it's actually on the first page of the um uh seventh well seventh chapter polarity fourth of the seven hermetic laws right here the law of polarity and this this is just a summary of everything that i just tangent tangented on the law of polarity um in parentheses balance Objectivity, neutralization, non-resistance, integrity, transcendence, and compassion. Keyword being purity. If we 
can align with the law of polarity. We can align our energy, which therefore collectively will align the energy of the planet and everything will change for the better on a global level. That's just my two cents, and this is Dave trying to change the world. <laughs> Dave and Bruce's mission to shift the frequencies of the planet into the higher octaves. <laughs> so, well, uh, well you, you brought up a lot of really interesting ideas just there in the last <laughs> few minutes, David. And, and uh, if, if I may, I'd like to address some please, of the things you Please, I, I yeah, love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and first, I, I, I appreciate you, you reading some of the ideas that are tie into the law of polarity. The last word that I put in there is pure. Purity. And I think that's mm. that's really fits in beautifully with really the two thought systems that that this the first chapter of of the same book uh, addresses is is I, the question of identity, and that we really have you know all of us this constant uh, equivocation and ambivalence and and you know back and forth um, you know <laughs> we talk about uh, politicians vacillating well we're we're all you know projecting. That vacillation onto the planet, and and certainly our politicians are no exception, because the in in the dualistic world of space and time, everything is in a constant state of uh, battle or struggle, uh, even if it's just an unconscious level. I mean, if you think about it, the whole premise of fear is that if there's if there's something that can be outside of you, then there's something that could be against you. I mean that's right. that's the whole metaphysical premise right. that our egoic thought system is based on is that 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 somehow spirit could be divided and if that were so then you know we'd be in deep sushi <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. because it would mean that that uh, that the the essence which is intrinsically one could be at war with itself yeah. and i think that's where we get into trouble and because we relate to our the feedback from our senses that at every turn tell you know that feedback tells us that differences are important because there's a person that i think of as myself yes. and i you know and i get confirmation every time i walk in the bathroom and and see this this you know collection of photons that hit my retina and i say oh wow that's wow. this is the a bruce character and that's different from from every other human of seven billion plus on the planet and and all the other animals and minerals and vegetables and and quasars and quarks and everything in between and and and, and we think that's a, such a big deal because from day one of this particular lifetime we have you know bought into that propaganda of that that matrix uh, programming hook, line, and sinker. And yet there's a, a, um, a quiet inner awareness that transcends polarities, that, that reminds us that there is a peacefulness that transcends that. So I'm going to just read the, uh, um, uh, the, the quote from the Kabbalion, which is the inspiration for these, you know, talking about these seven laws in the, the Geometry Codebook. The fourth of the seven laws or principles is given the name polarity in the Kabbalion, along with the phrase, everything is dual, everything has poles, everything has its pair of opposites. Mm. Like and unlike are the same. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Mm. Extremes meet, 
all truths are but half-truths, all paradoxes may be reconciled. Well, there, you know, in, in somewhat, you know, mystical jargon is, is I think, a, a real revelatory um, paragraph because it's basically suggesting that, like, if you plot a variable, if in your math class or physics class or whatever, you know, pick pick a pick a subject. You know, if we're all used to plotting things on axes, right? You know, you've got yes. x and y axes and Absolutely. z axes if you've got three dimensions, that kind of thing. But if you imagine anything that you can plot on an axis has the same characteristic, it's just a different degree. So, for example, the temperature of the sun on a temperature scale is still a a, a, a rate of uh, thermal, you know, energy, essentially, right? Nice. And, and so, absolute zero, which is if the, un- you know, when the, supposedly the universe will eventually slow down into just a blob of, of uh, very, very cold <laughs> vibration yes. at three or four degrees above absolute zero, something like that. That's what, I remember what my, my science class, they were postulating that, which is probably like right before the, the, big, the big Bang go, starts going backwards. And, I mean, it's it's know, so sucked, difficult sucked for the, for the but, human but anyway, that's, that's to the perceive. <laughs> but the idea, though, is that, <laughs> wow. that everything, everything from very, very cold to very, very hot, right. just to pick one polarity, yes. is a, a measurement of the same thing. It's a measurement of temperature. So those two measurements are different in degree, but they're the same in nature. And I think if we can remember that sameness, that likeness, um, that obviously form and content are the two criteria by which we can can look at those things. On the level of form – Everything is different. Yes. Everyone is different. Yes. I mean, even identical twins. My, my, my brother married a lady who had an identical twin, and they would play jokes on each other and you know, attend each other's classes. Really? And, oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> In college, yeah. You know, that's so, great. So, I mean, but, but still, there's differences. You know, after you got to know, to know Linda, you know, Lori would be different. You know, and right. she was like, oh. You know, you'd say, oh, hi, Linda. No, that's Lori. You know, right. kind of, but, but, you know. But the same kind of thing applies to anything um, that on the level of form, everything, no matter how subtly, is different because that was how, how we made it up yes. to have subtle but, but, you know, in our minds, important differences. But that's the, the, the thought system of division. That's the thought system of polarization, yes. which really we transcend by consistently, steadily, and a lot of practice – which really kind of ties in the next law, which we'll cover in the next conversation. But, you know, practice, 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 the idea that um, we're all one thing. And that's where the word purity comes mm, in. Because yes. the, the, if you think of what you think of something as pure, uh, whether it's a substance or, um, you know, an item or, you know, you think it's impure if there's parts of it that are different from other parts, right? Right, right. Okay. So, if there's, if there's a, you know, constituent or a component that has you know measurable, noticeable, observable differences, then you say that thing is impure. Right. Well, on the level of form, everything pretty much is impure. Yes. So, um, but that doesn't mean that we need to condemn it. It just means that that's how we made up this illusory hologram in order to reinforce this you know <laughs> this silly matrix, you know, to, to you know touch into that movie where where we're asleep. <laughs> Think dreaming mm. of exile. You were mm. dreaming that we're we've been left alone, defended for ourselves, and and abandoned and, and victimized by this this mean 
cruel world that is out to get us. Right. And and that whole notion is contingent on the idea that opposites are real. Mm. Now, on the level of form, yeah, you know, if you if you find yourself coming down with something, you know, you probably want to take the appropriate medication if if that's, you know, part of your belief system or or do something nutritionally or you know whatever, you know. Of course. But but on the on the level of the mind, if we can look at all the ways that we use differences to maintain unhappiness. Yes. And then just catch ourselves more and more and say, ah, not going there. Yes. <laughs> even even if we catch it, you know, five days into it instead of six days into it, you know, that's improvement. Yes. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. So so we can over time look at the the way that we like to make things impure or tainted or otherwise, uh, you know, a we they scenario in our mind, and just say, you know, as we catch it and are going through our mind, say. That may be true in the level of form, but on the level of content, on the level of the spirit that we all share, the essence, the quintessential union and oneness that we we can only just kind of guess at because that's such a a lofty concept. We, you know, as uh, Course in Miracles says, you know, we don't understand a oneness joined as one. Right. But we can understand sameness and shared interests. And that's where we have our, our everyday classroom of looking at where we make big deals and where we make wars. Uh, yeah, a couple of evenings ago, um, I watched a wonderful documentary that I, I would highly recommend if anyone hasn't seen it. Uh, it's called The Man Who Saved the World. Oh, and I've heard of that. It? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's an oh, amazing film. That's amazing great. Film. Good to it's know. about, a, um, I believe, a lieutenant colonel, anyway, a high-ranking military official uh, in Russia in 1983 when there was some, some you know, an Asian a commercial airliner was shot down, um, off, I think it was in Japan, somewhere, somewhere in that area. And anyway, the international te- tensions were just extreme. You know, this was kind of the end of the Cold War era. And... Uh, this is, you know, the, the Minuteman missiles and, and all those sort of things were, were poised, you know, all that kind of – anyway, what happened, and without giving too much of the movie away, but it's, it's worth seeing even if I'm giving you a little bit of a spoiler here. <laughs> um, there, there was this lieutenant colonel, I think he was, in, in, uh, who was in command of this post in the middle of the night um, in Russia, and their computer system – Showed not one, not two, not three, not four, but five different missiles oh, headed my toward them. Goodness! From United States, and needless to say, um, they they were scrambled, and they right. the protocol was basically that at a certain point they were to launch retaliatory, you know, retaliatory strikes. Right, right. That was the protocol. The- um, and then. Then part of the protocol, you know, I, if, my, if I understand this correctly, was basically, you know, only only after that had supposed to have happened, were they to confirm visually with the ground base stations when, you know, the the folks with the binoculars or whatever, you know, could look up in the sky at the right angle because they had all the right coordinates and everything, yes. and could see the, you know, the the exhaust or whatever from the missiles coming over. Wow. Well, oh, as it turned goodness. out, all five of those signals were um, malfunctions they were false positives oh. if you will oh, no. and this is, is this is a historical um, documentary I mean this is this is a factual thing so this guy literally saved our planet oh, and, but he's not my. written up in most history books most kids in school never heard about him I, sh- I sure didn't well of course I was out of school at that time but or mostly wow. um, but you know 
interestingly enough, he basically, uh, this one military official, um, Stanislav um, Petrov, I think, I believe his name, um, said, "Wow, I'm waiting for the visual confirmation before I do anything." Yes. Yes. And because of that, you and I are able to talk, and the other seven billion people, and countless animals, minerals, vegetables. My goodness! <laughs> I mean, the mineral kingdom would have had some some serious setbacks too, let alone the yes. plant and animal and, and human. I mean, microbial life, everything. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I mean, it would have basically turned this planet into a desert. Right? Exactly. But exactly. because oh he my, had goodness. the presence of mind to say, "I'm not going with that protocol." I'm going to to think in terms of the shared interest. What do we What do we all really want? Right. Well, I don't. I think in our heart of hearts, none of us want thermonuclear war. But no. that was just an amazing testament. I mean, there were other aspects of the film that talked about how he was tortured in other ways in his personal life, and then later reconciled some of that. But uh, right. but anyway, it was just it, an amazing film. And and I think what a what a great example of the law of polarity, and how when we buy into the the you know what we're supposed to do on you know according to the dictates of our egoic thought system of me first um you know the me first ethic is what would have blown up the planet but this man had wow. the presence of mind to to reach out of his separate interest to the shared interest of saying nope i'm not going there uh if i'm you know having a say in this i'm going to go with the shared interest that that Really saved everyone's Yes, butts. I mean, you know. literally. But, uh, that's, what, what, a, what a great example wow. of how vividly, you know, one person can make a huge difference. Yes. And, um, yeah, and there's another film that comes to mind is uh, uh, called Joy Noel. And it was, it was actually uh, took, took place on in, in Christmas Eve uh, in uh, – I can't remember if it was World War One, World War Two. Anyway, there was German soldiers and Allied forces, you know, in, in battle lines um, in Europe, and uh, one of the uh, one of the, the, the some of the troops on the German side uh, started singing singing Silent Night mm. wow. on Christmas Eve, <laughs> and they were close enough to the Allied forces that. Uh, they heard the music and started singing back wow. <laughs> in a different language, but the same melody. Wow! And that's that basically started a ceasefire. That's that's well documented. And they made a movie about it called Joy Noel. I would, I, oh, I've heard, I've heard Joy Noel. Yeah, oh, so that that's another one. It's, I didn't really plan on talking about movies so much, but, but no, I love it. I love it. But, but it's a I good metaphor. It. I mean, because really, the polarizations that we get involved in are just massive holographic movies with incredible yes. production values that we've yes. taken seriously. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. But anyway, that's another really wonderful film if you haven't seen it. And I'll, when, when, you, when we're done with the recording, I'll post links to both those movies uh, on my website. So that oh, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm always, always open to movies that, that display a metaphor of powerful character. You know, that's really yeah. – and, and that character really is all about looking for the shared interest. Yes. Again, the ceasefire that they had in the second film – was because they recognized that they had the same interest. And during the ceasefire, they had a, a soccer game. They, they exchanged photos of their girlfriends and wives and, and, and shared brandy and cookies and whatever goodies they had, you know. Right, right. And, and um, 
you know, but the next day they were ordered to go back and fight again, you know. But at least for that one evening, wow. there was a moment of sanity. <laughs> but I think that's symbolic of whenever we see that the content in our minds and on our hearts is the same, even if the form is different. Right. On the level of form, sure, everybody's different. Everybody's got, you know, conflicting interests of one yes. sort or another. Yes, yes. But they're, they're not important in truth. And so, anytime we let grievances and upsets and, and finger-pointing and, and criticisms become more important than, uh, than the peace that is within our hearts, you know, we, we've left the center of the cyclone. We've, we've kind of yes. gone out of that, that peaceful um, place and yes. gotten into the fray again. So true. You know, I was just listening to um, a video by the speaker Abraham Hicks uh, yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I just love I just love Esther and Jerry and uh, Abraham, and um, they in in the video that that we were speaking about, she was talking. She says, "When someone comes to you, and, and I found this to be really interesting. Um, you know, v- very similar to." Um, the separate armies, you know, singing in harmony, right? They, uh, she goes, what we tend to forget is when someone, whether it be someone says something to us that rubs us the wrong way, or we say something to someone else that rubs them the wrong way. She says, it has nothing to do with that person's that person's ex or that that person's representation of who they are she Bingo. goes it has everything to do with your representation of who you think you are because right. only under those circumstances do you are are you delivered um well, I guess I didn't say that correctly. O- only everything, everything that you experience, every um, piece of guidance, whether it be you know to the uh, the reptilian mind, positive or negative, good or bad, um, you know, there is this 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 sense of projection it is there's no such thing as anybody else projecting their own thing onto you it is only you projecting yourself through their consciousness which is reflecting back to you and then when you don't resonate with it it's it's just an aspect of you that they are um you could say tuning into and then just you know let's say Let's say, you know, something just happened in your life. Hypothetically speaking, I'm not saying you, Bruce. I'm saying the, the collective consciousness. Let's just say, you know, for the average Joe, Joe Schmo, we have, um, you know, he, uh, he got in a car accident, okay? A um, couple days later, he's talking with someone and someone's, someone mentions how, you know, uh, they, they just got a brand new car. And the car that they got was Joe Schmo's dream car, right? Well, immediately, Joe has the potential of being a little resentful because this man just manifested. This man is the representation, right? This guy that has the car that Joe Schmo wanted after he just totaled his car. So now here Joe Schmo is in his shoes and he's like, you know... I'm kind of screwed, you know, I just totaled my car, what am I doing over here? And then we have this guy over here that just got, you know, his brand new, you know, whatever car he wanted. And Joe, Joe Schmo looks at that guy and he says, well, F you, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like on a deep level. He's like, I, that, that, like, you don't deserve that. I deserve that. I'm the one with the total car, blah, blah. That's the car I've always wanted. No, Joe, that is a reflection of you, brother. That is, that, that is you reflecting your own consciousness through other people that is just a part of you, right? Like, it's just, it's such a, it's such a reflective circle. And, 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 you know, same goes, it's, for all aspects of life, that is the, that is the polarity, you know? It's, um, and, and looping back, looping back around to, to what I said earlier is getting in alignment with that polarity. Just like you said, you know, balance, integrity, purity, getting in alignment with that polarity or Joe Schmo can look at that guy and say, you know what? That guy is a reflection of my consciousness. If he can have the car that I've always dreamed of, then what a perfect opportunity for me to potentially get a car or get that car once I get the insurance money from my totaled car. There's there's all these ways of looking at it, right? And I guess, you know, this loops back to the understanding that perspective really is everything at the mm-hmm. core, at the core of the core. Perspective is everything, but it does revolve around polarity. Ah, oh, thank you, Bruce. That just made me realize something. Perspective, your perspective is a reflection of your understanding or your alignment with your polarity. If you're out of whack with your polarity, then your perspective is that through the eyes of ego, that through the eyes of fear. If you're in alignment with your polarity, right, being the balance, objectivity, neutralization, non-resistance, integrity, transcendence, compassion, and of course, keyword being purity, then you're looking through the eyes of love. That's like, that's, that's those, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think, I think the, the, uh, the, the, the critical, um, idea here, uh, the pivotal idea that I think gets us off the battlefield is when we can look with, um, compassion and with, uh, a certain amount of objectivity at what seems to be going on in our world. And, and obviously, you know, spouting off uh, uh, quantum mechanics (laughs) to ourselves or anyone else isn't always necessarily, you know, the most effective way to to look at things. But if we can see (laughs) that everything, like you were talking about earlier, is a projection of our mind, that uh, we're all Joe Schmo. There, there is no other, and and everyone yes. that seems to be someone else is a is an, an aspect of our awareness yes. that we've divided off through consciousness, mm-hmm. and we've polarized. And in order to undo the polarity, we have to be willing to look at, own up to, uh, the unconscious um, conflict that's in our mind, where we we think we've actually shattered perfect oneness, and I think that's the ultimate polarity, which has resulted in the ultimate, um, you know, belief in abandonment and um, and in uh, uh, being a fugitive from from oneness. And and even though consciously we might not be aware of that, there's there's always this this uh, idea that somehow we we shattered perfection, mm. and if if we were able to pull that off. Then we would be in real trouble. Absolutely. But, but the only way that we can get back to the awareness that that didn't happen, because our world reinforces it at every turn, every moment. Looking at it with a default, um, you know, consciousness that, that our egos present to us, right. um, is to begin to look at 
what do we really share? And 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 maybe in your your uh, hypothetical example, you know, the person Joe could look at his friend that has the car and say, "Wow, I'm I, I recognize that my ego is is jealous to the max ah, and resentful yes. and um and that thought system is not." helping me or him yes and and beginning to disidentify with that not mm. not saying it's not painting it invisible but looking at it honestly and saying wow i don't feel very good when i'm in that state of mind yes and that state of mind is one of separate interests yes and as long as i see my interest is separate i'm going to be in competition with not only this this mm. you know other person with the mm. the, the desired vehicle right, right. but everyone and everything on an unconscious level yes uh, and that yes that's hellish i mean that's yes. really a nightmare scenario but that's the only thing that our ego knows and mm. and that's why there's a little section in, in that chapter you know that the ego's range is from suspicion to viciousness because that's really the only range that a self that sees itself as divided can have it is so true and 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 it's it's kind of, kind of sounds stark and 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 uh, you know almost dramatic to say that, but but if if our premise is that we're separate from everyone and everything else, then it's an intrinsically conflictual, adversarial, polarized, polarizing perspective. Yes. But what we really are, if if quantum mechanics and mystical understanding through the centuries and millennia is right, then there is an awareness, not a consciousness, but an awareness that transcends polarity that has within it the understanding that uh, our essence is beyond opposites. What yes. we really are as one being is outside of space and time. Yes. And, and it can look at space-time and it can look at the realms of polarity, the the dream of separate individuals, that the matrix of the um, <clears throat> the seemingly you know wickedly um, uh, you know effective uh, entrapment yes. for getting us to 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 think that um, you know we're in an inescapable hell, but it's of our own making. It's so and, and if we look true. carefully, the prison door has been welded open. Um, you know, it, it couldn't be shut in the first place, but the angle we were sitting at looked like it was closed and locked. Yes. And it's only when you, we get up and look at it with our, so to speak, our inner kindness teacher and, the, and the, the invitation and intention of shared interest that we then can, you know, get up and see, oh, well, not only is the door open, but when I look, look through that, I see that, you know, all the other barriers that I was making a big deal about weren't there. And I think that has to do with expectations. If we look at our expectations for outcomes and recognize that outcomes really never do anything to us. They re- merely reflect a choice in our mind for one yes. of those two thought systems. Yes. One is. of those two identities in any given moment. And, and if, we're, so if we're, our intention is to be at peace, we may or may not have our dream car or the, the world you know, going the way we like it. But exactly. we can become a, a beacon of peace yes. in that moment. Yes. That literally is in contact with everything and everyone else in the universe uh, with that shared interest of, of, of uh, you know, wanting to share that awareness. And, and that's really what we all, all truly are. It's just that we're not aware of it most of the time. <laughs> Bruce, that is, that is so beautiful, man. And that, that was probably one of the greatest ways to, to come to the closing of, of today's episode um, was really to just remind um, myself, remind the listeners that... 
You know, everything that we could ever imagine exists in this moment.、Um, and something that something that I've been closing the show with recently、um, is:、uh, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is mystery, and today. Is a gift that is why it is called the present, and <laughs> that is、one. that has been. Do, do I have time to read a very quick quote? Yes, we have. We're closing the show、uh, just just right now, but I'd love to end the show with this quote. That is、okay. perfect, Bruce. I'd、and、love this, to close. This the is show from a, a sub law of Murphy's law called Garth's distinction. Yes, let's hear it. Let's. There hear are it. two types of people in the world: those who divide people into two types, and those who don't. <laughs> That's an amazing quote. I love that. Isn't that fun? I mean, it's it's、oh, actually、dude. silly and, and profound at the same time. No, it's extremely profound. <laughs> it's it's what we need to hear. It's what we need to hear. And, that, and it's it's our way out of polarity by seeing that we really do all have a shared interest of walking each other home, as Ram Dass would say. You know.、Uh, yes, it is so true. Bruce, I I just have all the unconditional love and appreciation from from my heart and our hearts at LA Talk Radio to yours. Of course, you are a part of the family here.、Uh, we are all a family of light, just collectively coming together to raise the vibration of our consciousness and the collective consciousness in the planet. And、um, Bruce, I just can't thank you enough for、oh, thank you and thanks to all the listeners that are. That are Joined with us in spirit. So true. Thank you, thank you, listeners, for your. You are indeed in the studio with us in spirit, and、uh, I just I love each and every one of you, Bruce. I love you with all my heart. And、uh, listeners, make sure to check out geometrycode.com, and、uh, you're just going to find a plethora of positive and enlightening information there. <laughs> and、uh, also, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsor,、um, uh, UniversalConsciousness1111.com, Conscious Networking Collective. To bring together like-minded, free-thinking individuals,、um, we use the collective to put together events and gatherings for the coming together of minds to share knowledge and raise the vibration of ourselves and the planet. Make sure to check out UniversalConsciousness1111.com along with GeometryCode.com. Bruce, love you with all my heart. We'll talk to you real soon, brother. Thanks for everything. Thanks, David. Thank you. Guys, once again, all the unconditional love, light, happiness, joy, abundance, and laughter from my heart to yours. This is Dave's Good Vibration Station, and I am your host, Davey.、Uh, I just love you guys, and、uh, we'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> Thank you so much.